Oh my god, oh I watched Fantastic Beasts today. Oh, it had like a 37. I said, whoa. Oh, this is part two, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, Cause I remember hearing like after I watched it and I was like Googling, because I was like, I I still was had a question about a character because I was like, oh look, it's Brandon's friend, Ezra, with his creepy <laughs> himself. He plays creepy so well. He's just like I would he looks like I would cross the street if I saw him walking. That's a creepy white boy. He's a little creep. He's a little creep. He's Flash, right? Well. <laughs> I mean, in Justice League, he was Flash. Yes, he was Justice League. In, in Justice League, okay. he was Flash, yes. Um, going forward, um, who fucking knows? Well, it's sad because because um, I looked up an article about Fantastic Beasts because apparently the third one is pushed back to 2021 because the Dune is coming out in its spot originally. Yep. I guess because J.K. hadn't finished the script or something. But it mentioned in there that he was going to be filming Flash in at some point. Like, I think bef- either before or after he does the third one, they, they mentioned it. So Yeah, they were supposed to have started it in January of this year because they're supposed to be shooting it in Atlanta, but that hasn't happened. Mm. Then he tried to get the script rewritten, and that didn't happen. Now they have a new screenwriter and a new director come in because the the, uh, the other writer director the writer director team they had the script they liked quit because Ezra yeah. didn't like it their script the studio liked it right and he needed to just shut up yeah can you imagine though You're like an to be in all these blockbuster movies like just dude be grateful that they call I'm, you like an actor starting to dictate how a script is I'm sorry no like you, you know. Like, one movie and you act like you Michael Keaton or something. I don't like this script. Ezra, you know, you know you're one, you know you're like one, one just one, one person, right? Like I can literally go there and toss a rock. It'll hit, it'll hit a pretty white boy. <laughs> right. Oh, he looks like he need he needs some sun in it. Like these photos, like he, you know what? If they did, you know what? I'm gonna put this out there and I want somebody to do it. They need to do a remake of Interview with the Vampire and he needs to play Tom Cruise's part because there's this one particular photo where he looked like he has not seen the sun in like 300 days. Mm. And he, oh, he would make a perfect vampire. Oh, yeah. Somebody remake Interview with the Vampire. I'm for it. That's something that we can like get. I'm going to tweet that. I'm going to add whoever. Who produced, wait, let me make sure nobody like on some like Canceled. Sex trafficking charges made interview with the vampire before I, before I do that. Yeah, I, don't even know, I don't even know who you made it. You never know these days. And black folk, too. Look at R. Kelly. Jesus. Because they not only got him, they arrested his manager and one of his assistants, too, for helping to and facilitate. And did you see his, like, quote-unquote PR person? I was like, that's some nigga that he was like, listen, you're going to have to go out there and talk to the camera. I, uh-uh, like, I got to see this. I got to see this based on your description. Hold on. Like, First of all, his little goatee slash beard thing is what tipped me off. I was like, sir, you are not a professional in the communications field, and I am insulted that you would call yourself a part of my community because you are not. publicist, like from Yeah, apparently he like after he was like arrested or whatever, he came out and talked to the cameras. I didn't watch the whole video. I like I saw it on mute because I refused to listen to it, but I was just like looking at him like he had this like old man. No, he's got like braids or dreads or something. Oh, oh, like, him. He's oh. young. Yeah. What? 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 Yeah. What? That's, what? that's a, that's apparently his what? publicist, and I was what? like, 
No, nah, that's your cousin or your friend who you was like, listen. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> so this is the this is officially now the cold <laughs> open of this show because I need to describe this man to the <laughs> listening audience. And I need you to Google R. Kelly Publicist <laughs> and see it in real time as I am describing it to you. Yes. So this is the man, He's he couldn't be no older than 40. He's got to nah. be like roughly our age. Nah. Holding his Starbucks. Is it a Starbucks cup? It is a, it's a cup of deviltry is what it is. Yeah, it's a Starbucks cup. Starbucks um, going to be like, no, nah, we don't support this. Don't be drinking. It's a, it's a grande too. It's, it's a big cup. <laughs> um, he has... A fade with dreads, braided dreads in the middle that are braided sort of kind of in a crisscross pattern and it leads to a bun in the, uh, at the nape of his neck. Uh-huh. Um, he has a goatee like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. I don't know what you call that. Like, what was, what is it? It's a microphone um, <laughs> cover is what it is. Right. Glued onto his chin. That's nope. what tipped me off. I said, no, you're not real. He's you're otherwise real. clean shaven. With definitely some magic shave shaving going on here. Um, he like the kind of nigga who would used to use magic shave. No offense if you still use magic shaves. I know it's a product hey. you can enjoy. But, I don't um, know what that is. So. It's, it's, it's a um, chemical shave, basically. Like it, it smells ooh. terrible and it burns. But a lot mm-hmm. of black people, it was it was a bit for black folks to use instead of razors because we know we get razor bumps and stuff. Well, right. it doesn't work. It works, but G, but your face will feel like somebody. Um, lit it on fire and then pissed on it. Mm. So, like, that's why, like, people have just tried, like, doing, like, one-blade razors or using clippers instead of using magic shave. And also, it stinks to high heaven. Oh, uh, yeah. This man also has um, diamond earrings. In- <laughs> he... Were they in both ears? Both ears. Oh, okay. He doesn't look like anybody that you would really trust with being your PR person? No, that's why I was... When I saw him, I was like, okay, that was somebody on his payroll already. He was like, you just got to go out there and talk to the cameras, man. He looks like somebody Bokeem whipped by would play in a movie. Like, like he was like... The, <laughs> like, like What's his character in Spider-Man 1? What's the name of that character? The Prowler or whoever the fuck he is? He was like an alternate like design for that. Bokeem <laughs> was playing the shocker. The shocker. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Whoever the fuck he was. That's, no, who, that's who he looked like. But you were actually <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> I really was the Bokeem Why? Why? Why we let him live? Oh, my gosh. Or, yeah. what's the dude that played Weebay in The Wire? It could be. <laughs> <laughs> Not Weebay. <laughs> I don't even know his name. Somebody, let me look it up. Weebay. That's all. That's what his name is from now on. Uh, and then- Hassan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, I saw that and I was like, "Wow, that gave me that gave me a laugh." Even, I mean, you can't really laugh at that, but I was like, "You, you're not making us believe this man is a professional." I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> sorry, not doing. But yeah, they finally got R. Kelly on federal charges this time. So that means the white folks going to get it. And apparently the two girls got kicked out of that Trump Tower and they locked it. They locked out. The ones who were in the documentary? Uh-huh. Mm. The uh, And they, like, literally that... Because apparently he was, like, walking his dog down the street. And the feds... Boop, boop. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> Ran up on him and was like, you got to come with us, sir. And, like, that 
at that same exact moment they went to the the condo whatever it was and when it got down and kicked well i don't think they got them they just kicked they were like you got to leave the premises and they oh. locked like like they locked the door so they couldn't get back in and they had to like find temporary housing because like the article oh. i read was one of the girls that one girl's parents who had been trying to get her for like forever mm-hmm. were like still trying to apparently i think they they located where she is and they're just trying to keep communication open i guess to try to like keep in contact with her and then i saw something else saying that they were possibly worried about like a suicide pact oh no with her and that with her and the other girlfriend and i was like please lord don't let it come please please go home with your mom and them and take the other girl with you because i don't know what her family is but clearly your parents are trying to get you home girl just please just go home. I'm saying, oh my God. So much. They said he had Just... dozens of tapes of him with them under the girls. Why? I read about that. Why? From like 20 years ago. Why are you still recording yourself? I, what? Like, On VHS. I want to, I want to throw up <laughs> in my mouth. Like, he is so disgusting. He's Jesus. Ugh. It's on my nerves. Like I just mm. so that just that just goes to show the arrogance behind it too. Because it's like you knew that you were always underneath under scrutiny by the public and the feds, mm. and you kept a bunch of. Hey, t- recording. Why are you recording it? Like why? What is wrong? He's got something going on. Something's going on. So it's got to be a compulsion. No, I don't think arrogance. I think it's a compulsion. Yeah, and arrogance too. You might be right. Oh uh, yeah, that too. Yeah, you, you also, called it was untouchable, Brandon. Yeah, that too. But also, I feel like something mentally is off. Yeah. Well, he yeah. can... He can, he can I mean, uh, I don't want to give him that as an excuse. because it's not an excuse. No. It's not fair for people who, you know, are... But I, I do feel like it, he can't be all the way there. Well, I have a feeling that he will have plenty of time to work that out underneath the jail. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, he will. All righty. Where are my sounds? Let's go ahead and do the show. Okay, I changed. Okay, so Ezra has to be Brad Pitt's character because I thought Tom Cruise's character had the brown hair in Interview with the Vampire, but he has the blonde hair. So Ezra would be Brad Pitt's character Interview with the Vampire. Oh, man, man, I can see it. I'll be surprised they don't remake it. Oh, and you know what? You know who should... Okay, and the whoever should play... Alex Pettifer should play Tom Cruise's character. He's been... Hollywood ain't called him in a minute. They didn't call him back. I know he had, like, a bad attitude, but I like him. He would would be good. He had a bad attitude, so he'd be on the set. Like, I think he had, like, a bad reputation. Because, you know, he was in that... uh, What is it? That I Am Number 4 movie. That was literally the last thing I remember. Oh, he was in that. They didn't call him back. They didn't call him back, Latree. I'm sorry. (laughs) He could have been something else. That's just the last thing I remember him from. But I remember hearing that, apparently, he didn't have the best reputation, like, on set. Like, I don't know if he was arrogant or he just wasn't treating people right. But I just remember hearing that. Let me ask Google Alicia. She'll get it together. Why are you doing that? Why is it every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know, don't you know y'all just say something nice? Showtime. 
Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast, your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music, with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast or at our website, ssmpodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Today is Sunday, July the 14th. Hopefully, with all the changes that have been made to our recording platform and stuff, hopefully hopefully we can get this one out quicker than the other ones have. I apologize for the delay in posting episodes. I just today posted a Toy Story and Child's Play episode that had been sitting edited for like a week or so because I was hacking through number 300. Devil toys. Devil toys. But, but one devil toy. The other one's a toy that's alive, but he's he's nice. Mm. You know, he he's um uh, he you got a friend in him. Mm-mm. The other one is the one who's, you know, wants to chop you into little pieces and <laughs> right. I'm already not doing this with him. So you that movie, I think that movie. Now that we're a month out, I think that movie has disappeared from, from cinemas. <laughs> I don't think it's still at a release anymore. <laughs> were the reviews, were the, well, I know the, were the reviews bad? Or like, what? It, it was 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, so they were very mixed. Oh, okay. What did they earn, do you know? Um, let's find out, because I, I couldn't tell you. Drum uh, roll, please. Child's Play, as um, at current... As of today, has earned an estimated $28.8 million on a $10 million budget. So they're fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess horror movies don't typically get up in like the $100 million time. Just It's. What, wait, what about Get Out? Yeah, It's and Get Out. Like, Jordan Peele does cross 100, <laughs> but like, um, most horror movies peter out at about 30 or so. That's why they're always made for $10 million or less. Right. What did, uh, what's the one with Lupita? What, um, us. Us. What did us do? Don't us did like 178 in America. It did oh, okay. really well. Yay, yay. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, but most, most horror movies don't do that well because they're very polarizing as it is anyway. And there's like a, only a dedicated fan base, but they make for good, um, schedule fillers so that <laughs> theaters have supposed to show besides Marvel movies. Speaking of Marvel movies, <laughs> we are here to review um, the latest in the Marvel Studios um, release schedule. Um, Columbia Pictures is Spider-Man Far From Home, starring Tom Holland, Jake Gyllenhaal, Samuel L. Jackson, Zendaya, and a bunch of meddling kids. So yes. not Sp- so not um, Lion King? Okay. Uh, All right, no. right. I'm setting a timer. <laughs> How all right, um, seven minutes. Oh, wait, pause. <laughs> Alex Pettifer was in Lee Daniels, the butler. <laughs> um, and, he, and he was in Magic Mike. So he has done other oh, things. Oh, he has done <laughs> I just, I just want to say, you know, he Hollywood does call him. Okay. <laughs> who was who the hell was he in Lee Daniels, the butler? I, a racist. I um, I'm sure. <laughs> what else would he? He was. Thomas Westfall. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. I think everybody in there is either a president or a racist or married to a president. 
Dr. White. Oh. So. <laughs> right. Because Lee didn't give them no screen time. <laughs> oh, Mariah Carey was in that movie? Yes, she was. She plays Forrest Whitaker's mother. What? Oh, okay. I mean, they are on, they aren't in the scene together. She plays Forrest Whitaker's mother when he's a little boy, played by uh, a little boy. Okay. And uh, what's his name? <laughs> David Banner plays the father. David Banner. David Banner. <laughs> All right, seven minutes. Um, okay. All right, really quick to get through topics. If you're not doing like the regular news show. All right, first of all, Halle Bailey from Chloe and Halle's playing the Little Mermaid, Ariel, in um, Disney's live action remake of the Little Mermaid. Um, it's great. The racists are so mad. I had a tweet uh-huh. that went viral where I said, I want to be where the racists are. I want to see, want to see them crying, hoping they'll all have a, what do you call it? Seat. And that's how I feel about it. Um, fuck you if you're mad. I'm more concerned about whether or not uh, the movie will actually be some fucking good. It will. I hope so. Because that's the one they have to rewrite. Because if you have, when was the last time y'all seen The Little Mermaid, the Disney version? Mm-hmm. Not like a literally a couple of years ago because you know, I got the DVDs. So yeah. I, I rewatched it maybe about three, two, maybe three years ago. Yeah, that's, that screenplay does not work. I remember her abusive father. What happened? I remember her abusive father. Yeah, that screenplay. No, not, not just not that. It's just that it's very much a children's movie in the sense that it cannot entertain adults without the songs. The songs are what <laughs> elevated. Entertain me. What I, I mean, I was fine too, but like I could tell, sort of, kind of like this one, but compared to Beauty and Aladdin and Lion King, right? They'll right. have to bring it up some in this remake yeah. they're doing with um. So it's Halle Bailey, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, um, Jacob Tremblay as the voice of Flounder, and um, oh, Aquafina but... as the voice of Scuttle. Boo! T- she is apparently getting heat these days. Oh. Terry Crews wants to play King Triton. I don't know if they'll let him. We'll find out. Uh, Rob Marshall, who directed Mary Poppins Returns, is directing it. Um, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is producing it. So Is he on Disney's payroll? Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, Because he's also writing new songs. Okay. Because he has just, like, got his hand in every Disney movie, like, the last couple years. Yes, he has. Um, He did Moana, too. Mm-hmm. Which is basically Ariel, just South Polynesian. Uh, <laughs> they evolve <laughs> water. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyone else? Oh, yeah. Lion King. The reviews have come out. Is at 59% right now in Rotten Tomatoes because the reviews are very mixed. Apparently, it is allegedly a scene-by-scene, not shot-by-shot, but scene-by-scene remake of the original 1994 animated um, version. Okay. I want to know what is, because I don't understand, maybe because I don't care, what is the big deal about it being shot for shot remake? Because the original already exists. And but this is like live. A- Granted, it's not live. It's not live action. It's, it's not. I can see if it was another cartoon and they just redid it all over again. But it's it I'm does tr- have that different component. So why is it just? I don't understand. I what mean, they- it is a cartoon. It's just a really fancy one. Would you just want it to be like completely different? Not completely different. No, just like this is the way that <laughs> trying to pick. The Jungle Book is telling the same story, but it tells it in a slightly different way. So that both versions can stand on their own because if doing this, the reason why a lot of the reviews are bad is because people want people remember people who remember the original are comparing it to the new one and it and like 
And it's easier to do that and harder on the new version when they are that similar. Especially when you have photorealistic lions who can't, they can't frown and cry and emote and so they just look at you and their mouth opens up like Mr. Ed, you know, <laughs> which makes it like difficult when you have like scenes with Simba's heartbreak and when Mufasa dies in the original, you know, yeah. like you can't really get that quite the same way with the, what they've done with it. And then like Cartoon Brew put up that comparison of um, Hakuna Matata from both films. And I have to say the one for the new film doesn't look good. It's just it's just animals walking. I don't know. Are they walking to freedom? Are they walking to Georgia? Where are they going? Like, and the original, they're like dancing and stuff, and like they they're doing like um jump, they're doing dives into the water, you know, and it's like lively and it's colorful. And the new one is so realistic that it just looks like like um like um uh, National Geographic just put a camera on a drone and just watch the lion, a warthog, and a meerkat wandering through the jungle. And and like we yeah. said, like we said, we we like we said on that right. It's not so much that, okay, fine, if you want to do it realistic, but there are limitations. And the, the problem is, too, it's like you're not even pushing the boundaries. For example, in this clip that they showed of Hokuda Matata, why is there just one single camera? Yeah, it's, on like, one? it's a one or it's like one single shot. Like They would have improved it 50% by just shooting different angles and cutting the camera. Mm. Yeah, it just looks like <laughs> <laughs> it looks like as if I'm like a, it looks like as if I'm a stalker and I'm in the bush. Right. And I'm yeah. these, <laughs> but <laughs> even, but also with these, I just have to remember like the reason why I just I don't really like care too much is because I'm like 90% of this is geared towards kids and they are not gonna give a crap about shot for shot. None of them. They don't know. They don't care. Not, oh. So I take that look at it and I'm just like, it's like it's it's a child's movie. So I mean it came out when we were kids, the original you know, cartoon version. Yeah. So I, I feel like I take a stance, you know, take the same thing with this. It's really geared towards kids. So I'm just, I'm not, I just don't see like how we like heavily critiquing. I don't know. So well, here's, here's, here's my thing. I just kind of feel like it's for kids. So I just, I don't, I don't understand like the whole like critiquing of it, but. Well, here's my thing though. I don't think, I don't think kids movies should be exempt from film critique at all. Like, I think anybody of any age deserves to have good yeah. movies. I mean, kids will watch anything anyways. Right. But, it like, especially with a movie that costs, this movie costs more money than God. Like, when there's that much money and everything, I can't just say, well, it's for kids, let them have it. It's not like it's like a Good Times Home video, The King Lion or whatever it is, where it costs like $200,000 and they're just putting it out. It's just there. Like... They claim to have tried to put some effort into it. They're going to be putting this thing up for awards come November, December, and mm. looking at us with straight face, expecting us to give it awards. Right. I it, there should be some some sort of creative effort put into it. Like, I mean, especially if these are Disney films, and Walt Disney was always about trying to balance entertaining people with some level of prestige filmmaking and as far as trying to impress people with what he was doing with his with the with the um not just the animated stuff but the live action stuff as well so like i i've never really been that's the timer i never really um agree with the thing of this for kids let it like let it go like um if if it's like on television then yeah because it's on television and he is known for putting out you know, frankly, crap as it is anyway. If it's anything above crap, is usually that's a bonus for it. But like a major release right. like this, 
I can't just say what's for kids. Let um let them have it because also because they're also trying to sell this shit to us grown people. Because yeah, oh you, yeah. y'all remember the Lion King? I don't remember the Lion King. I have the Lion King on DVD. Yeah. I've seen it within the last year. It it's was just right. then then the marketing wouldn't have been so so geared towards nostalgia. Right, They're hoping the, the children don't care about what, Beyonce and Donald Glover being in it. They don't care. Right. They don't care. Right. They just they're gonna see this movie end because you know why? Because we're gonna drag our kids to watch it. <laughs> right. Why? No. Here's the other thing too. That's why I feel like as if. It, it, there's a level of, to me, arrogance in the uncreativity of it, posting the clip of Hakuna, Hakuna Matata. Well, they didn't make that clip. They did not make that clip. Cartoon Brew put those together. The clip... No, no, no. Not, not, the, not the putting it together. I mean, the them posting the clip of Hakuna Matata. Well, they had to. It was for Jimmy Kimmel Live. It, it's a promotional clip for the movie. They're going to do that right. anyway. Here's the deal. There's, here's the deal. To me, that that clip is 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 is... What's showing me how it's like, no, we don't care because we're hoping that you remember Hakuna Matata. I see what you're saying. That the scene only works if you remember how the original was yes, because this exactly. one this so isn't as effective replace, at all. You will replace the uncreativity with your own um your own memories of what you remember, you know, of what watching this movie was like when you were a kid in the theater. And you be and then you won't even they're hoping that they, you won't even notice how uncreative. I think they're hoping nobody would have done what they did, which is pull the original tape and put the two of them together and put it out like that and show. Well, I don't know. It's 2019. I don't know why they thought that. I don't know either. <laughs> because any child could put two clips together and post it online. Anybody could do that, you know. But they're hoping they're cap. They're hoping that they're capitalizing on your nostalgia. They'll be like, oh, even though these animals can't emote as much, we're hoping that you remember that scene back when you were a kid, right. and you will replace this image that you're seeing in front of you with your memories. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we're still seeing it regardless, I'm sure. I, I'm, but I'm definitely going to pay a matinee price if at all possible. Because I'm, I'm, when I saw that, I was like, oh, come, oh, come now. Y'all could have at least cut the camera a couple of times and done something a little bit better. Yeah, move the camera around. Give us a bird's eye view, maybe. And, the maybe. Whole, and their whole thing about, like, John Favreau talking about, oh, yeah, we use virtual reality. We set virtual cameras inside of a computer environment to, to cut the <laughs> film, the movie, and everything. This was like shooting a live action movie. No, it's not. It's still animated. God damn it. And a part of me, the the pettiest part of me, feels like this is like traditional animation erasure as well. If it's that close. Like, I know that's 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 ridiculous. That's not that's not a logical conclusion to come to, but my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's not what they're trying to do, but but like it's like you know they're just trying to erase the legacy of the original animated version. Um, I'm sure when we talk about the Lion King, that we'll talk about how it was the best and the worst thing that ever happened to traditional animation when it came out. It was like it was the moment that when the Titanic hit the iceberg. It was no, it was the moment. It's the moment when when Jack and Rose flew on the side of the boat, and then the Titanic hit the iceberg two years later. <laughs> That's kind of what happened. Like Lion King became, became like the high water mark of, of traditional animation and the beginning of the end, and yeah, nobody knew like, it at the time. They're like, "This is like this is this is the new stuff we're doing." And we've introduced something something brilliant, something new, capitalizing on on the uh, the advances of technology and computers. We have found a way to multiply one character on screen hundreds of times over. Oh, the wildebeest stampede. <laughs> Yes. 
Well, Man, all right, I, so can I tell you a secret about that? Pause for a second. Did you have Disney Channel at that time? No. Okay. So Disney Channel at that time, Brandon, they went in on this. It was that was a big deal that they were advertising on the Disney Channel. Yeah, I know, I know. But let me it tell you the secret. It's just fucking CGI. They didn't duplicate shit. It's it's primitive CGI that's been like 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 cell shaded basically. Nobody animated the wildebeest by hand. They're all CGI. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but they try to make it like some sort of magic where they duplicated the animators' drawings or whatever. It the- was magic at the time, Brandon, because they said we found a way to take one wildebeest and we just copied it a hundred times over. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. It's so computer not- copy paste. Yeah, that's literally what they said in the in in they, they, they didn't lie at all mm-hmm. in the in the in the thing. They said we we now we're now we've gotten to this point. This is the this is the point we've gotten. Right. Technology. We can yeah. now instead of having to hand draw everything, and that's what they did. And they, they did the same thing. They said um, when when uh, I guess the next one would be Hunchback of Notre Dame. Well, when they have the, was next, but you're talking about Hunchback where they had the crowd and whatever and people. The crowd. Yeah, and people. that's yeah, and that's the other thing. They said, hey, we'll just we'll just um, hand draw. We'll make like maybe like ten villagers. They didn't hand and, draw anything. That's what I'm telling you. They're all CGI. Fine. They're we'll, shapes. We'll create. We'll create <laughs> <laughs> See, this, this would be lied to you. And we'll talk about it more next week because it's not the Lion King episode. And also, we we'll talk about how casting all celebrity voice uh, voice actors for the Lion King ruined the animation, is, um, at least to some degree. And while Matthew Broderick should never accept in front of a microphone ever again, unless he's there to dub his ADR for a live action movie that he's in, or to record a cast album for a Broadway musical. No, it's you. It's great to see you. Jesus Christ. All right. So we're here to talk about Spider-Man. Far From Home. A movie directed by John Watts. Produced by Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal, who had, had separate title cards. Because they, once Amy Pascal threw a sandwich at that dude, and I, he said, never again. <laughs> Do y'all know that story? No. The first time Kevin Feige asked Amy Pascal, could they like like borrow the rights to Spider-Man so he could be in the Avengers films, she threw a sandwich at him and said, fuck you, get out of here. Oh. Is this, <laughs> is this the same woman that was caught up in those Sony emails? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because she was the she was the co-chairman of Sony Pictures at the right. time. She ran the studio. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I've already heard of the story, the sandwich thing, mm-hmm. but I'm still, I am still. I'm still questioning what made her think that that was professionally okay to throw a sandwich at somebody you know. Amy Pascal, I mean, she's a studio executive in Hollywood. They aren't known for unfortunately for being professional as the news right. has torn out. <laughs> they're like, you know, for them in their world, they're untouchable. So right. well, well, who is he going to tell? Like, you threw a sandwich at somebody? Well, You're not friends with him. So she knew he wasn't going to do anything about it, right, unfortunately. The only what? reason we have this so this deal where Marvel makes these Spider Man movies for Sony is because of the um, the hack. Because Sony in Japan found out that Amy Pascal had the opportunity to make a deal so that Spider Man could be in the Marvel movies and Marvel could make Spider Man movies for Sony, and they said, um, <laughs> "What the fuck happened here?" 
Why aren't we taking this deal? So they made the deal, and that's how we got Spider-Man Homecoming, how Spider-Man and then, got and then, the wait, wait, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. What? What am I backing up? They, backing up? they saw the emails, and they were just like, why are we not taking this deal? Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yes. So, so thank you, Japan. Yep. And so... Getting me Tom Holland. Yeah, they, they got Tom Holland. They put him in... Uh, Captain America Civil War. They made Spider-Man Homecoming. He's in the Avengers films now. Marvel produces the Spider-Man movies for Sony. Sony gets all the profits. Marvel gets nothing. Damn. Whoa. Wow. And, and Amy Pascal still has a job. She, I think she has decided to not produce these anymore. That's what I understand. She's doing some something where she's moving on from Sony, from her deal with Sony. Although I imagine she might still want to make Spider-Man movies. Just her because. name is on a she title. Didn't get card. pushed out because of those emails. No, well, I was. They, thank, oh, thank you. They fire her from the company, but when they fire you in Hollywood, they give you a production deal. Uh, and the deal is the de- the deal is that she can produce movies for Sony, but she can't work at Sony. Oh, okay. ah, so she's like a con- freelancer, basically. Yeah, she, yeah. So that's what I was like, Brandon. You need okay. to you need to you need to really put context behind this because you, you, you're saying a lot of words. But so that's why she got a different <laughs> title card because she's not an employee, right? Exactly. Not because contractor. not because. Yeah, not because John Favreau doesn't want her on the same title card as No, him. not no, Kevin Feige. They, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige works for Marvel Studios, of course. Right. So they have to be on separate They don't have to be. Well, yeah, because in this Mess. situation, he has more clout than her. Like, yeah, he's, why would so I want to be on the same salaried employee? She's a company. Yeah. Who are you to, to to be on my title card? Excuse me. Right. <laughs> you and me. You better Could you. You better take this yeah. index card and flash it on the screen. <laughs> can I have, can I have a whole somewhere. four seconds to myself, please? Thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're going to this goddamn movie all, all day and night. I mean, he could have been no. petty and been like, like by her name, <laughs> like in, the, in uh, a sandwich emoji or something. <laughs> right? Right. Like, when her name was scrolled up. Latria, <laughs> if, if, I, if that was me, every <laughs> other movie that I make with Spider-Man has to have a sandwich joke in it. Yep. <laughs> I, would, I would do that shit. Just in the background, somebody throwing a sandwich. Somebody just doing a sandwich. I would do it every single movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm so that way do more. So I, oh I my like God. It's, it's acceptable. Right. <laughs> So I'm I can see you. Go I can ahead. meet you. <laughs> so I can, I can meet you at the premiere, and I'll be like, "Hey, <laughs> right." <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, we'll go around the room. We will give our brief non-spoiler reviews of it, and we will give a letter grade for how we felt about it, and then we will go to spoilers. I will start with <laughs> Latria. All right. I give it an A. I think I give it an A plus. Hmm. I give it an A. I loved it. First of all, I just want to take the time to say how much I adore Tom Holland. I think he is just the most adorable Peter Parker that they could have ever found. like. No, no other Peter Parker exists to me anymore. I don't even know. I don't even know who played Peter Parker before this because it does not matter. Those movies don't exist. I will never watch them again. 
Um, Tom Holland is just, he's so perfect. He's so cute and adorable. And he really plays his part so well. I thought the movie was great. I love that they actually gave it, you know, a little bit more meat. Like it wasn't just like a, um, a goofy movie. Like he, you know, he dealt with some real tragedy that happened in Avengers Endgame. So they brought that over to here. So I like how they, you know, kind of had him basically, you know, going through grief a little bit. Um, you know, Aunt May got her a little summertime boo. I appreciate that too. Let her live her life. Um, but it was it was good. I really liked it. I like were they actually on location? Uh I in every country except for one, I think it was the Netherlands that they didn't go to. But they went to the Czech Republic, they went to Italy, they went to the UK. Okay. I was because I was gonna say it felt real authentic. That's why I was wondering. So I like that. Um I thought I just it was just an enjoyable movie. It really was. Even um Jake Gyllenhaal did great. Okay. All right, Ali. All right, I'm gonna give this movie an A. Um, I love Tom Holland. So far, so good. Uh, no full pause. Everything's been great. Um, I love the addition of this villain, made by Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I appreciated how they dealt with the um, aftermath of the Snapchat and <laughs> Snapchat, Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> the Snapchat. So, so, um, and uh, I loved the overall direction of this movie and how it made me feel. Because um, if I'm being completely honest, um, when I watch these movies, if I don't care about the characters and if I don't care about what's happening to other people and how how the this the the events in the story are affecting them, then I'm not going to care about this movie. And thankfully, I cared about these characters. And so it made everything that much more um, more impactful at the end of the movie. So that's my letter grade, a letter A. Okay. I'll give it a B plus. See, I know it. I'm, you know, you can't <laughs> never go with the crowd. Oh. <laughs> The reason I was giving it a B plus was because, like, I felt like the first half of it dragged a little bit. Like, I especially didn't like the Nick Fury dialogue, but there's a reason, of course, I didn't like it. We'll discuss later, um, which makes up for that. But then the mid-credit sequence, like, I didn't care for at all the way it was done. Um, and we'll talk about that, of course, too. Mm. But, like... Um, I mean, I, the second half of it I thought was really great, though. It made up for a lot of the shortcomings I felt in the first half. Mm-hmm. Like, it really moved along, and I enjoyed the character. The teenage stuff is the best thing about the movie. I like the how they yeah. nailed the writing of these kids as actual kids and not as movie kids who are mm-hmm. just there to serve, like, plot function. Mm-hmm. Like I like especially Ned and Betty Brown. Oh, I love Ned. I love Ned so much. They were absolutely ridiculous in every way that they they were supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So B plus. Um, before we go into spoilers, um, who was your favorite character in Spider Man Far From Home? Mine is easily MJ. Uh, no, y'all, y'all already know who my answer gonna be. Tom. Tom. Okay. Come on. I do. I do love Zendaya's character too. I love MJ, but I mean, it's it's, it's got to be Tom. He's just. I just love that little kid. <laughs> well, he's a grown man, but <laughs> just, I love him. He's a grown. He's a very small grown man. 
And uh, you know, I love the Brits, so of oh, course. Yeah. I, I always forget that he's British. He's he has a very good American accent. Good job. All of them do, but we we fuck up their accent every single time. But they can nail ours so well. Because theirs is theirs is a lot of theirs is a lot of effort. And ours is not. <laughs> oh my God. Now I know I love Tom. He's a Gemini. His birthday is five days before mine. See, I knew it. <laughs> We're best so friends. It was in the stars. We are best friends. Uh, I get you, Tom. I get you. Okay. And Ali, who is yours? Um, it's a toss-up between um um MJ and um Jake Gyllenhaal's character. I thought that was a really good addition. To the mm-hmm. cast. Uh, so yeah, yeah, he was a he was a zaddy. <laughs> oh, Jack Chillin' Hall. He's been in the gym. Latrice was like, I see that, I see that beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once he took that uh Miss Cleo's crystal ball, I was like, what in the hell is this on his head? <laughs> I was so confused. And then I remember Ali was like, because before I saw the movie, he's like, Well, it'll reveal itself. <laughs> Yeah, I could. I could like, not spoil When I saw the screen. trailer, I was like, "What in the crystal ball hell is this costume?" Like, you could marvel. This is the best you could do, but now I get it. Well, have you ever seen like the? I mean, no. that that's his costume. <laughs> well, see, I didn't. I didn't. I, I don't know anything about the comics, so that's why. Like, I went in completely blind. Like, I had no clue. And then, ooh, that's even better. I, yeah, once I saw it, I was like, "Oh, so well." I won't get to spoilers, but I was like, "Okay." Now I understand. Yeah, this is Latria. Just, just a, as a point of reference, yeah. as a point of reference, Latria. Like this is this is the most like the plot of this story. The mm-hmm. the the premise that they're trying to sell you on the trailer is is the biggest sort of like like haha. This is a big joke. Like for like people who know right. Mysterio the character, like. Right. Yeah. Anybody who knows him knows that if you put him in a trailer for a movie and you make him look like a good guy, it's clearly there's supposed to be something that's going to happen. Right. Soon. And that's uh, not even really a spoiler. Are we in spoilers yet? Because I wanted to ask. Y'all. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk more about that. But like, just saying that he's a bad guy isn't really a spoiler because like, he's like, he's like, like if you have like ever watched a cartoon show or like, like even like it got like a best of Spider-Man comic like compilation, you're going to mm-hmm. see Mysterio in it and he's going to be a bad okay. guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so like so yeah. going forward, did that like ruin it a little bit for y'all knowing that? No. Or mm, okay. no. Because it because you see, it's the way the, the what would have messed it up is you have to nail how you reveal he's a bad oh, guy. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen Spider-Man Homecoming. That's Spider-Man. Spider-Man Far From Home. Or Spider-Man Homecoming. You need to see both of them. Um, don't go past this point. Um, go see it. Pause, pause the podcast. You know, pull your car over to the side of the road. Go park inside in the parking lot of a movie theater. Pause the what? podcast. Go into the movie theater. Two and a half hours later, come out and continue playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can go into spoilers. Um, and pray that that stupid Stuber movie is not playing before because, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which that came out, I think that came out Friday. Yeah, it did. I hope it tanks. I'm so sick of that. I think <laughs> it did. I'm a double check after doing the spoilers. Yeah, so we'll, we'll 
we do that, I will go check Stuber. Uh, let's see. Stuber debuted this weekend at number four. With uh-huh. eight. <laughs> <laughs> it debuted uh, under a crawl, which they expected, they expected crawl Damn, to do worse. Under, the, under Lake Placid. Yeah. <laughs> Lake Placid, the sequel. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And I know that sucks. <laughs> Actually, no, Carl got good reviews. It's, got, it's 80% really? on Rotten Tomatoes. That movie looks so stupid. Yep. But, okay. Disney's oh. release of Fox's R-rated comedy, Stuber, stumbled into fourth place with an estimated $8 million. The film received a B cinema score from opening day audiences. 56% male. 61% of the audience was age 25 or older. Made $3 million across the sea, um, overseas. Three? Yeah, three. <laughs> Most of the money came from Russia, which where it made $500,000. I will not be talking about... Go ahead, move, keep it moving. <laughs> Next. We're not talking about them. <laughs> but no? yeah, I, I am certain they expected to make more money than $8 million. Wow. How much did they, did it cost to make? I don't... I, they don't have the... Um, let me they don't have check. that yet? Let's see if I can find it someplace. Because I don't know, I haven't seen it, so I don't know how expensive. I wonder, like, if, like, yeah, if like cars blew up, like Michael Bay or something. Yeah. Let's see if I can. Wikipedia might know. Sixteen million dollars. That's kind of. Uh, that's not bad. That's cheap. Yeah. All right. It'll I'll be fine. Whatever. Just don't let it play in front of Lion King whenever I do go see it. Because if it's already out, it won't play, right? Unle- um, yeah, unless the kids who are running the projector have not changed out the... Uh... <laughs> oh, wait, no, it can't because that's rated R, so it shouldn't play before Lion King, actually. They, they It shouldn't because, it's, you know, it's like a family movie, so they might, they right. generally won't play those. They oh, generally will pick... Um... I'm so sick of seeing that. Yeah. Apparently, it's the first Disney movie to be rated R since... Um... From back when they um, were putting out DreamWorks' movies, since the Fifth Estate, apparently, because you know, of course, Disney now owns Fox, so all the Fox's movies are now Disney movies. Bye, Disney getting into the grown business. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> right, so Far From Home spoilers. Uh, MJ finds out that Peter Parker is Spider Man. She apparently figured That's it out a while ago. Was just trying to get confirmation. Mysterio is a bad guy. He's a disgruntled ex-employee of Stark Industries. And him and the other ex-employees have all gotten together and formed a little ex-employee band where they're going to... Gotta treat your people right. Yep. Gotta treat them right. Where they're going to elevate Mysterio to be the next Iron Man because fuck that little kid that he picked instead of him. <laughs> Just pay the man. <laughs> right? And don't pay call, him. And don't call his... um. His uh, holographic system, Barf. <laughs> barf. Don't do that shit. <laughs> barf? He called my life's work Barf, and then he fired me. <laughs> Be upset. Ja- yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal did so good. <laughs> he did he so was, good in that. He was living. He was living. When that, when that whole bar scene faded away, yeah. <laughs> he was just like, and cut. <laughs> and I liked it when then he, he went off. Like, when he was in the warehouse, he's like, all right, run that back. Let me see that. Okay, put it in reverse. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> oh, a pro- this is a real production. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a whole movie. A movie inside of a movie. Yes. Yeah. Motion capture suits and everything. Uh, Aunt May, of course, knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. 
and she's running a, I guess, a nonprofit to help people who were displaced by. They call it the blip when people came, when everybody came back from. Okay, the and this is the point where I need help. Okay. So, if you got blipped, mm-hmm. so you faded away into the ash, right? Did so everybody else? Is it how many? Was it five years? Five years. Okay. So so Peter did not get blipped. Yes, he yes, did. he did. Well, then how is he in the same class with his friends then? They yeah, all they got blipped. It. They all got blipped. Oh, okay. Oh, all, okay. Only okay. a few. Okay, okay, only okay. a few of them. It makes sense did not because then that one boy who was like really somebody's little brother. Exactly. And and okay, okay. Because I was because that's where it confused me. I was like, well, wait a minute. How is he in their class? And I was like, did they not get blipped? Did they get blipped? Okay, okay, okay. So MJ, all of them, Ned, all of them got blipped basically. Yes. Okay, never mind. That that answers it then. Because I was very confused. Because I was like, well, wait a minute. I mean, it's I kind of convenient writing, but I guess it needed to be convenient yeah. for, the, for this plot to work with the same characters, the same actors. But yeah. It makes, that makes sense. Because that's the part that was like confusing me. Because I didn't know if the rest of his classmates had or hadn't, or like, or like how did he just decide to go back? Like, <laughs> what is happening? Right. Okay. And it's funny how they handle it. Well, of course, you know, like um, the movie opens with like a little thing where Nick Fury and uh, Marie Hill meet Mysterio when he's fighting one of these elementals in Mexico. But then when the Marvel Studios logo started, this is what y'all told me ahead of time. Um, I didn't laugh yeah. at this part of it, though. The Whitney Houston thing. So Whitney Houston singing, I always love you. <laughs> And it didn't get you in the feels. No, nah, because it's it's set to one of those um, YouTube uh, <laughs> style videos that the kids put together that look like they look terrible. The part where I laughed was when they when they left the Getty images watermark in one of the images. That's mm-hmm. what made me laugh. Oh, well, you weren't supposed to laugh. It was just supposed to get you in the feels, Brandon. I well, was supposed well, to laugh actually, at that. No, actually, <laughs> no. Actually, Actually, you were supposed to you the Getty image feeling is definitely supposed to make you laugh because it's like they're kids, they don't know how to do proper yeah. professional productions. They're not paying three hundred dollars to license that picture. They're not. No. School is sending that charge right back. <laughs> and I love that little black boy on the news on that little show. That, so that he kid. It was like, listen, we all gonna die again. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm just here, so I won't get suspended. Like, <laughs> the world is not safe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, I feel you, kid. You are me. He was like, no. <laughs> they were like, no cussing. It was like, oh, he's like, it's the last day of school. <laughs> but that kid, what is his damn name? Is Jorge something? I'm gonna look at look him up because, like, he was in Love Simon two years ago. Between Love Simon and this movie, he's he's aged like oh, six or seven he, years. Oh, he was the friend in Love Simon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Love like, Simon wasn't that long. Because like, he uh, he just lost weight and his face is really what happened. But like he 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 like he he didn't get snapped. And he's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, black don't crack, so it don't. But he, but he went from like being a child to being grown somehow. Yeah. Jorge Lindeberg Jr., Jesus Christ, who's on there with Don Betty Brandt, who we'll see a lot, who we'll see a lot of in this movie. And she unfortunately didn't get any kind of single card billing. I guess they weren't going to pay her. Uh, I, was, 
I still like her. I still like her being irate at her at her co-host. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, she is trying to be uh, the next Diane Sawyer, and he is fucking it up. <laughs> Come on, She's like, I'm trying I'm to get into trying to be professional here. Right. I'm trying and to get I, into school of journalism, and you up here yeah. playing games. Trying to, trying to mess up my CNN internship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Rice. That is. Oh, she's Australian. I'm about to say that's that's a ethnic ass name for um, a, a, a white woman. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, she's she's still a child. She's 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 seventeen years old. She's not even a woman. She's a little girl. Um, <laughs> so she's actually her appropriate age of her character. <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of them ringers <laughs> <laughs> going out for drinks after the picture. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, re- I I really did enjoy Tony um, Revolori as Flash Thompson. I appreciate, oh, yeah, like I, I said, like with Homecoming, him. I appreciate that he's more of a modern bully than he than sort of kind of just like being a big, tough sports guy who beats up Peter Parker. Oh, he's supposed to be a bully? In the original comics, he was he's like the jock of the school. He's a football player in the original. Yeah. Oh, because he's like super nerdy in this. Yeah, because like right. in, in, in these I movies... I can't bullying like, nobody. Yeah, in these movies, Peter Parker goes to magnet school. So like right. yeah, everybody at the school is smart. So everybody's so. a science nerd. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Also, did you catch from the movie that there's subtle hints at something going on with Flash's family? Um, yeah, because the mom didn't come. Is that setting up some shit where it's going to... It's, it's not only that. So on the bus... When, Who's his mom? Well, his mom was never a prominent character. Oh, okay. In the in the um in from when I watched the cartoon, but apparently in the comic books, his his father um was abusive to um him and his mom, apparently. Brandon, uh, okay. um I will leave it to you to confirm. I, I, I um, it's Marvel. I, my powers don't work on Marvel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so um what I was referring to in the movie was there's a section, there's a part of the movie where Peter first puts on this the, the glasses. And starts using Edith, and when he when he scans all of his all of his classmates, um, it shows that um, Flash is texting his uh, his mom, and he's asking her, "Hey, I haven't heard from you guys in days. Where are you? What's oh, going on?" Oh, oh dear. And then and then when he goes back to the airport at the end of the movie, he's asking the the butler, the butler, yeah, like where? Why didn't they show up? Why didn't mom show up? So some, so some shit's about to go down, I'm guessing. They're they're setting they they might be setting up Flash something important about Flash's family. Um fans are speculating that they may be merging the characters of Flash and um what's his name? Norman Osborn. Yeah, the Osborns into one. They 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 they, they might be merging those two that would into make one sense. thing. Because they've yeah. avoided the Green Goblin like the plague ever since that first trilogy. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. They said he was in three movies, y'all. We we go we gonna sit on sit on that one for a little while. <laughs> That's what I was when you were talking about it. I was like, wait, is he supposed to be that Osborne kid that ends up being like his best friend or something? Yeah, like, yeah. Ali is so saying like, that they're gonna they might merge the two characters. Oh, okay. 
I'm in the chat, Latree. I put a picture like from the original comics of Flash Thompson and Peter Parker and a girl that Peter Parker was trying to talk to, but Flash pushes him out of the way. But Flash happens. Yeah. Ah, okay. I see it. Yeah. That's more of the idea of sort of kind of like Look like Archie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody was drawn that way. Right. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, where's I going to start? I really enjoyed like the gag. Like I know it might be a little bit too jokey for some folks, but the gag of where when the kids got snapped got snapped back by the Hulk, they were still at band practice and they were having a basketball game and just everybody just ran into each other. <laughs> they, just, <laughs> yeah. they just snapped in the middle of the gymnasium. Like what the hell? I was here for it. Yeah, like life still goes on even while the Avengers are out doing Avengers shit. Mm-hmm. Still goes on. All right, so they're having a school trip to to um to Venice is what's going on because they're supposed to go see the Da Vinci Museum in Venice is for their school trip and these two terrible teachers as their chaperones uh, the worst it's JB Smooth JB Smooth and uh, Martin Starr as the teachers mm. and Jesus are they awful. <laughs> Oh my god. The, the actors are great. They're great, but these are like, oh, teachers. Yeah. The characters, oh my goodness. Call child services, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we just got an upgrade. Sir, did you vet this? Like, why are you, you just <laughs> taking phone calls from strangers and be like, yeah, so now we're gonna go here? Like, no, no, sir. I mean, I mean, listen, it's better than them staying in that hotel they were gonna stay well, in yeah. with like the water they, rising. Literally caving in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you, you jump but that tour, when he was like, "Oh, now we get a free tour," and it's like, "Okay, sir, we yep. are not in America. Like, you can't just be accepting rides and strangers." Yep. And the reason why they get a free tour is because Nick Fury basically he's been trying to get in contact with Peter Parker. Peter Parker's been been sending him the voicemail. He's Ghosting. Like, yep. You don't ghost Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> So he rearranges Peter Parker's whole trip because he wants Peter Parker to go to um, Prague. Where um, they're tracking where the next elemental is going to come. Um, mm-hmm. Nick Fury, uh, Maria Hill, and Mysterio, Quentin Beck. No, Siri, I didn't say anything to you. And I'm just like, why are y'all trying to get this teenager? Again, when he was like, what about so and so? Uh uh-uh, uh, busy. Yep. Out, of, out of the country. And then he was like, what about Captain Marvel? And he was like, don't talk about her. And I was like, wait, I need to see the movie because what happened? I still haven't seen Captain Marvel. It's, so I'm like, it's not anything that would have happened in the movie because that movie takes place 20 years ago. And they were oh, they were okay. they were good buddies, I guess. I don't know what happened between him and between him and um and Carol Danvers. Well, because her ass showed up, she at the last minute of Endgame. Mm-hmm. Again, where were you? Okay, so we're like two hours. So just like, <laughs> A couple of things about that one line. The this is where it started. This is where it really started to crack the whole Nick Fury thing. Where mm-hmm. It's like before the lines were weird. Oh yeah, and then yeah. He says, oh, then he says he literally says not just don't talk about it. It was specifically he said don't invoke her name. When does Nick Fury talk like that? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we got to spoil that part. So in the in the at the very end of the like the the post credit sequence, we find out that. Nick Fury and Maria Hill were never there. It was um, Talos, the scroll from Captain Marvel, and his um and his wife. They were standing in for uh, Nick Fury, who's on, who's out in outer space someplace, chilling. Yeah. So this is the mm-hmm. this is the part where this is the only part where you may have needed to know some things. Oh, about the, the tricks. You say you haven't seen Captain Marvel. 
Yeah, that's what I was saying, Brennan. She hasn't seen it yet, so she doesn't. So it's kind of weird. That's when said that. I was like, oh, dang, did something happen? I was like, dang, and now I got to see Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they have some history, like I didn't. Yeah, to create some context there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we won't spoil more from Captain Marvel then. Yeah, go see it. He's a character. He's character. Those two are characters from that movie that are important to that movie. Okay. Uh, But yeah, so because I was like, who wrote this dialogue for Nick Fury? None of this makes any sense. Like it just fell off. And that's the reason why wait, it all fell off. Wait, so, so Nick Fury was never the one In, calling Peter Parker at no. all. Exactly. So it was the who it was who again? Talos is his name or Talos. Why, why was they trying to get this teenager to do this stuff? It was on they they were sent on a mission by Nick Fury. Yeah. So Nick Fury knew who Mysterio was the whole time. No. Nick Fury sent Talos and his wife on a mission to pretend to be him and Maria Hill. Mm-hmm. To try to so figure out this whole thing with the um, the elementals. Exactly. And then they met Mysterio and had to deal with all of that. And they decided they to not ask none of the adults, but some teenagers. Well, they asked all the adults. All the adults were busy. Doing what? Avengers shit. Avengers shit. <laughs> They can spare one, I guess. They gotta ask, you know, this meddling right. kid. Basically, Nick Fury was like, "I'm on, va- I'm out of office, I'm on vacation." <laughs> Not out of office. <laughs> okay. They did. Cut, they did cut a joke that's in the trailer. They did cut that joke out of the picture where um, Nick Fury suggests um, that Peter roll Ned over so he doesn't choke on his own tongue. After he shoots them with the tranquilizer dart. <laughs> oh, man. I thought that was hilarious. Though. It still played out really nicely in the in the movie, though. Yeah. And everybody kept knocking on the door, interrupting Peter and on uh, Nick Fury talking. He's like, "One more person knocks on that door." <laughs> <laughs> one, let one more person right. do it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, "You're doing you're doing really good, Talos. You're doing good." Right. And so you know, we meet Quentin Beck, um, who the kids dub him Mysterio when um because the uh, news report calls him like whatever a man of mystery is in Italian and Mysterio is the word of course for mystery and mm. so he eventually just adopts that as his name but he's not unlike not unlike spider monkey <laughs> no no not spider monkey night monkey yeah, Night Monkey. Which we'll get Night to. Monkey. <laughs> um, but, like, he tells Peter and everybody else that he's from an alternate Earth. Um, which Earth mm-hmm. he said he was from? Because he tells them they're on 616, which is the actual Earth that the Marvel comics take place on. It's, it's, the, Marvel, it's the Marvel Earth where Spider-Man UK exists. Well, what's the, what's the number? 833. Okay. 833. I had to figure that out. Uh, but yeah, so the whole thing, he says that they the elementals destroyed his Earth. You know, these four, like, cosmic beings that are made of, you know, Earth, wind. Earth, wind, fire, and air. We look bad, but we don't care. It's earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> <laughs> and they need Peter Parker's help because everybody else is busy. Uh, and so... They want him to... So they're going to fight the fire monster next after... Because the water monster is one who attacks them in Venice. They're going to fight the fire monster next. And it's like, got to stop him from getting into any metal because he will eat the metal and he will grow too large and powerful to, um, to contain. 
And so, <laughs> I, uh, so Peter needs the rest of his um, friends to be distracted so they don't find out he's Spider-Man because they after the whole thing in Washington in the last movie, it's like if Spider-Man popping up every time they're on a field trip, they're going to figure it out. So Nick Fury arranges for them to all get opera tickets instead of going to the carnival outside. And these kids don't want to go to no damn opera. I agree. <laughs> I felt their I felt their pain when they were walking into the opera. Right. Right. And then meanwhile, the whole time, uh Peter's jealous of this boy. What's this boy's name? Ass. Jesus. Some tall dude who I was Trash. like I didn't trust the whole Brad. time. I was like, is he in on something? <laughs> Brad Davis. That's who it is. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> who actually did date Mary Jane in the comics at one point? Oh, okay. Yes. Um, and so, like, because they, they got to ride on the plane together because P- Peter was trying to get Ned to tell a story about I need to switch, you need to switch these with Peter because he, Ned um, didn't do because he has a yeah. perfume allergy, but then the teacher just rearranged everybody. Right. Being fast. <laughs> <laughs> Why you like this? <laughs> Being fast. And so they're sitting there, like watching a movie together with their headphones. Mary, MJ, and um, and Brad and Peter sitting there with the teacher, with the head- sharing headphones. Did you see like whatever was on Netflix in the Marvel universe? Like, there's a Finding Wakanda documentary. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And the documentary on yeah. Iron Man that Peter watches. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, hysterical. But yeah. They probably had, I bet they had Henry Louis Gates narrating that Finding Wakanda. <laughs> Finding Wakanda. I'm Skip Gates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time, you know, this whole Nick Fury mission is getting in the way of Peter's trip. And of course, at one point, he has to at a rest stop. There's a woman who has a new costume for him, this new black um, stealth costume. So he has, so he isn't seen. When he's on the mission. Take off your clothes. Yeah. Take off your clothes. Take off your clothes. <laughs> no, I don't want and to. And who take him off, Brad? Yeah, and yeah. take the fucking snap picture. Right. So that's that not, that's not cool. Yeah, that is. That's not. That's not cool. Yeah. So he's gonna mm-hmm. tell MJ. Don't do that. And the whole time, who was it that gave um, Peter the glasses? Was it Happy? It was, yes. Yeah, it was Happy. Who gave Peter the... Um, so Tony Stark good. left behind these glasses for Peter that basically are the controls for a computer system called EDIF, which stands for... Well, there's no link here. I'm not Even sure. dead, I am the hero. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> good old Tony. Um... And so when Peter is trying to interface with them, and he uh, he's trying to stop Brad, like basically the, the glasses let him be able, let him hack into any system or and control all of these drones and um, that come down from the Stark Enterprises, the Stark Industries satellites. And so he's like, I would have, you know, like I would have uh, stopped Brad uh, from from posting that picture and sending it to MJ. And he ends up sending a drone to destroy him. <laughs> Accidentally, he has to have the bus swerve. I was like, "Wow, this hey, is, a teenager would said, definitely do some shit like this by accident." You said, "You said stop, Brad." So I mean, hey, it a drone was definitely stop, Brad. Oh yeah. <laughs> he does eventually uh, get to delete the picture though off the phone. He's like, "I don't get it. It was just right here." Sure, it was. MJ. I, I love mm-hmm. how her deadpan sarcasm. 
I really I love every, every like Zendaya is perfect as this character because she's like she she just she judges everybody with like minimal. She's like a black Daria. She just judges oh, everybody with yeah. minimal sentence as possible. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the the fight with the fire elemental doesn't go very well. And uh, Mysterio ends up sacrificing himself, supposedly, or almost sacrificing himself by going inside the monster to try to stop it. Meanwhile, um, you know, uh, Ned and Breddy snuck out of the opera because they thought Peter was going to the carnival. And so they go to the carnival themselves, so they're stuck on a Ferris wheel. Okay, um, so so I better not see any more Ferris wheel superhero pictures this year. Uh oh. <laughs> I knew somebody was going to say, I'll talk about that. <laughs> I knew it. No one, no, no more people stuck on Ferris wheels. No more, no more. Anymore. Twice is okay. enough. Okay. And two different movies where you have teenage protagonists <laughs> as superheroes with illiterate, with literate, um, alliterative names. Oh. <laughs> oh well. Fine. <laughs> Wait till you, wait, wait till the fall comes. <laughs> oh Lord! Um, but after that is when um, you know, like Pete, um, Peter, um, Nick Fury invites both Peter and Mysterio to Germany for like um for like a summit that they're going to. Before that, Nick Fury had directly questioned Peter's ability to carry on the mantle of Spider-Man and questioned why Tony Stark had ever chosen him. And Mysterio became his little buddy and was trying to encourage him, basically. And like, so they're good friends by this point. They're like, you know, like, it's like, like, like big brother, little brother sort of a deal going on here. And during the fight with the fire elemental, uh, uh, Peter loses one of his web shooters and Mary Jane finds it. And she's like, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and this is where because well, when uh, Betty's like, isn't that Spider Man? No, it's, it's a different here, like a ripoff, a a, 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 a European ripoff. His name is um, Night Monkey. <laughs> Why is is that? Wait, that was Ned, I right? That was, I thought that was part of Mysterio's costume that she found. It's, fine. it's, it's part Spider-Man. of both of them, actually. It turns out. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I think so. Cause like, it certainly was like, you know, it was wrapped in web. Yeah, I, but I think it fell off. Because remember when he was, because remember that's how he found them because he was looking for them yeah. later on. So I think that was from his costume. Because remember he was like, where's my other thing? Yeah. Later yeah, on. Yeah, because he, he, he had lost it. So. Right. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, he, yeah, he lost the web shooter, but I guess like that's the only part that flew her away. Right. He, he ended up only having one um, web shooter. Uh, where am I? So, and so, like, they have the drink at the bar, and then that's the scene. That's the scene, of course, where Peter decides that, because uh, because he has the glasses, and um, he lets uh, uh, Beck try them on, and he, Ugh. when he tries them on, he looks to him like Tony. He's like, so this is what Mr. Stark probably meant, not for me to have them, but to give them to the next Iron Man. It should be, it should be you. I- I was so pissed. This is the moment where I was like, oh, wait a minute. Dude is, like, not who he says he is, probably. <laughs> because I was like, this was too easy. And I'm like, Peter, come on. Like, don't give these billion-dollar glasses to just 
somebody you just met yesterday, literally. Yep. You know the funny and thing then, about that? And then he did the whole, I was like, man, Beck did the thing that I do when somebody offers you something. You're like, no, 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 I can't. Well, no. And then, I can't. and then they're like, oh, no, you should. And then it's like, are you sure? Okay. And then you take it. And I was like, oh, wait, no. He, I was like, oh, my God, he's been lying this whole time. Who is this man? Like, I knew from that moment. I was like, oh, no, he is, he is lying. He's up to something. You know what I really appreciate about that scene, too, is that that is such a teenager thing to do. Mm-hmm. To, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that Peter would feel guilt for not being able to assist in, a, in an adult capacity. And so right. you would feel that perhaps the most responsible thing to do is to give it to a responsible adult. Right. Yeah. And so he does. That's what we find out that Quentin Beck is a liar, you know, um, and he's a been charlatan. charlatan, a fraud, a disgruntled ex Stark Industries employee who was fired and got all the other fired employees, and they have a whole coterie. It's a whole trick full of. They I, got. They formed a Slack group, and they was like, "Let's get." This <laughs> <laughs> not, not a Slack group. No, <laughs> they got on Slack. <laughs> a whole routine that involves drones hitting behind holograms. And theatrical ass performances with the plan. It was quite incredible. It was was theater, darling. Theater. Theater. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so their plan, of course, is like, you know, like um, to be like the um, the biggest hero the world has ever seen. And to be a better hero than um, a drunken man child, a boozy man child. He calls Tilly Stark. <laughs> not not boozy man child. Like was he even like drunk? Ever? I mean, the Tony Stark in the comics is, is like a known alcoholic. I don't think the movies oh, have, wow. have delved okay. into it too much because you know Disney, yeah. Marvel. But uh, in the comics, he's. I mean, his main characteristic is that he's a drunk. <laughs> ah. I mean, besides being a brilliant inventor and everything, he's he's a drunk. Right. Yeah. But yeah, definitely the movies. Because when he said that, I was like, wait, I don't recall him ever being drunk. But it will make sense because of the comics. But okay. Yeah. And so this is where, of course, you know, like, um, so they're, all the parents want the kids to come home after the um, dad attack. <laughs> and so they're supposed to be flying home the next day. And But uh, Peter and MJ go um, out walking, you know, together. And MJ confronts Peter. Because like, um, uh, because Peter's about to tell MJ, because he's he's been trying to tell her the whole time that he likes her. He bought her a, like a this little like trinket when he was in Italy. He's gonna give her this medallion, and she's like, so cute. He, he's and she's like, I know what you're gonna say. You're Spider Man. I'm not Spider Man. But fine, then you're a night monkey. <laughs> then, then she <laughs> then she shows him the um the hologram projector and they accidentally turn it on and they see, you know, like um the elemental and everything and realize what's been going on. And he just basically just lets it out. Okay, I am Spider-Man, but we're but you're but you're in danger. We have to get you out of here. And she tells him that the only reason because he thought that she liked him because she was always staring at him. But uh, but she tells him the only reason he looked at her, him like that was because she was trying to figure out whether or not he was Spider-Man. And just breaks his little heart right there. Aw, but it was a mix of both. He didn't even give her time to explain. Nope. Sorry, sorry. We'll work it out. Yep. 
Right. And so, you know, now um, Ned knows that MJ knows. It's like, you're a FOS. You're a friend of Spider-Man. What? <laughs> so like, oh, my God. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I love Ned. <laughs> Seeing the little, the little three of them there is like the little, little Harry Potter team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right there. <laughs> like, yeah. Woo. All right. Little trio. Trio action. Yep. And so they go to, so Peter goes to Berlin to try to meet it with Nick Fury. But of course, um, Nick Fury is not there. It's Mysterio. And he gets ambushed. And this sequence I thought was really great where Peter's trapped inside of all these illusions from Mysterio. And he can't make headways or tails ways out of any of them. I loved how it was the entire building. <laughs> like, I, I was like, I was like, whoa, this building is really nice. No, it's an abandoned half right. building. Yeah. The entire thing is made up. Wow. Yeah. I got that's good a lot props of, to that. That's, sequence, a, that's a lot yeah. of holographic drones, though, to, to be able to set that up. Yeah, that's it yeah. is. But, like, I mean, like when you look at that sequence, though, where, you know, like, like Mysterio's gigantic hand grabbing Peter at one point and sort of kind of him cycling through all the different costumes that he has. <laughs> You're just a kid in some sweat in a sweatsuit. <laughs> You're on a hero. You're not the next Tony Stark. And I love how the part where it the, the, it breaks to reality because he fell out of the building. Yeah. But then the drones, the, but then the drones follow him down to continue the sequence. Yep. I thought that was really good. It was really good, and then he gets hit by a train. <laughs> yeah. He crosses out the train and passes out, and he ends up in the Netherlands because he was riding the train without and in jail because he was riding the train without a ticket. <laughs> mm. Too right. And don't hitchhike, kids. And his night monkey costume now belongs to the warden. <laughs> <laughs> that man had the mask on. And was he was on the front of the something, something, something. Night monkey, and he so he so he so Peter breaks the lock and escapes, and he tra- he borrows the guy's phone in the market. He's like, everybody's so nice here, the Netherlands, because you're in the Netherlands, <laughs> right? <laughs> and calls happy. I was wondering if they would have a gag where you know the children don't remember phone numbers anymore because they don't have to. <laughs> no, nope. so I was wondering if they have a very... gag where he can't remember anybody's that's, phone number. That's to... very true. That's a missed opportunity. Yeah, it had to go in his, um go into his Gmail and find phone number. Pretty much. Uh. But he calls Happy. Happy comes with a um a plane, basically, um, where Peter can assemble a new suit, which he does, you know, in beautifully, a, in, might in, I add. In a beautifully in the best Tony Stark fashion, and sort of kind of proving that you know he's worthy of the man taking on the mantle of fo- not being Iron Man, but following up in Iron Man's footsteps in his own way. I'm still worthy. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, there's also more because, like, we didn't mention it yet, but Happy and um, Aunt May are um, uh, something's going on, and Peter is it comfortable Ooh, yeah. with it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stealing glances at each other. Peter's like, "We got we, we, this is all over. We got to talk about you and my Aunt May." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> press the button. Go ahead, and press the button quickly. <laughs> Wow. Right, so they uh, they they find the kids are in London. Like they had a little bit of a layover. They're gonna go like um, 
I guess, sightsee for a little bit and then go back and get, take the plane back home because they're from Flash Thompson's Instagram Instagram stories. <laughs> he just constantly is like on Instagram or Facebook Live. It's like Instagram Live or whatever the Marvel version of that is. I thought it was Snapchat or something. I thought it was Snapchat. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's one, one of the things the kids be using. But I just love how, like, what is it, Flash Mob, they use this little hashtag. I <laughs> swear, <laughs> people, somebody was, somebody in the comments, like, if you, uh, like, the if you freeze the, the frame of, like, you were looking closely, somebody in the comments of, under that hashtag says, how is he getting all these followers? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who is watching this? <laughs> and, and so, like, it, it might have been Mysterio and them who rerouted them because they get they they're supposed to get on a double decker bus, but of course the bus is driven by one of the uh, henchmen, and they leave them in the middle of like the the uh, chaos when they mm-hmm. unleash this new and improved gigantic elemental. Because when Mysterio was testing out his big um, showdown in London, where he's going to sort of kind of like prove himself to be um, create an Avengers worthy threat that he's going to solve himself. They realize that he's missing one of his um, projectors, and then mm-hmm. and they trace it back, and they find out that MJ and um, Peter have it. So he's got to kill Peter Parker and and his friends to stop them from figuring for that people from finding out he's a fraud. And so when Spider Man comes in to try to stop the whole thing, um, he's being a, he gets inside of the hologram, but he's being attacked by the drones. So many drones. Meanwhile, one um, couple of the drones. Follow the kids and um, Happy, who comes in the in the plane to try to save them. And the plane gets destroyed. Okay, new plan. And so they're running through like the um the, with the crown jewel vaults in London. Yep. You shouldn't be able to just get in there though. But okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> everybody's panicking, I guess. Yeah, I need for people to understand those guys who are wearing those very tall um, furry hats. Yeah. They are. You don't mess with those guys. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, because they're the ones who, who have to stand there. Even if you mess with them, like they they can't move, like or whatever, right? Yeah, but they are tra- they are trained. They are trained killers. <laughs> oh dear. Uh. <laughs> don't, don't, don't mess with those guys and the guys who are in the yellow guard suits at um at the Vatican. Those are assassins. <laughs> don't right. mess with them. Right. Because the reason why he had so many drones, I forgot to mention, when um, Peter gave him the glasses to eat of, he interfaced eat of into his whole little thing. And so now he has all these drones from the Stark Industries um, satellite. So now he, has, now he has control of so many more. Yeah. And the, the drones are creepy, by the way. I love how they are designed. Yep. They are, they are truly, they truly look scary. Um, you know, when you think about it, one of them is just fine, but a bunch of them, it's like, it's like a bunch of bees. (laughs) Yep. And so he eventually does manage to get to, um, Mysterio and, you know, break his controls and like, basically like they're fighting, like he's trying to send like the last couple of drones after him. But there's such close range that he was like, I shouldn't be firing, sir. You're really closer. No, do it. Do what I say. Fire. Kill him. And everything. You know, he's going full nutty. Ends up getting hit by a stray bullet. But the funny thing is that the stray bullet did hit him. But he still got an illusion going. But Peter is using his um, spidey sense, which for whatever reason, Aunt May has called his Peter tingle. 
And he is choking out the correct Mysterio who's hiding behind an illusion and not like the illusion one. Mm-hmm. And Mysterio dies. Um, does at, he? Yeah, does, no, does no, he no, he's dead. He's dead. But like, well, he was busy as he was dying. Yeah. <laughs> One and, final trick. Yeah, and um, pulls I uh, and takes the glasses back, the eat of glasses back, and bam, sends all the drones away. And so everybody's safe now. They go back home. Um, Ned and Betty, who fell in love because they sat next to each other on the plane over to Europe and were like the whole time, like, baby, honey, boo, and everything, all cute and everything. Now they've broken up because it's like, you know, some people sometimes, you know, relationships come and go, but the experiences that we have with each other will last a lifetime. It I cannot. Less than three days. Mm. You are a little boy. Three days. <laughs> yeah, because he, he was like Peter. What happened to being ambassadors in Europe? Like our plan was going to be ambassadors. In, um, Peter, that was the that was the plan of a boy. I met a strong woman, and now right. I'm a man. I'm telling you, Ned. <laughs> Ned is something else. Oh boy. <laughs> so now Peter's back home. He he confronts Happy and Aunt May and finds out that Happy's. More sprung than Aunt May is. Aunt May thought I was a fling. Happy thought he was in love forever. <laughs> so now they got to argue about that. He takes MJ flying. And I've loved that in this version that instead of it being like how it was with, with Kristen Dunst and on Tobey Maguire, in this one, is she's terrified. It's like how fast it actually is. <laughs> also, I but I didn't, what I didn't care too much though for was Spider-Man um, live streaming and texting while flying. That seemed like, like me and Ali were arguing about this a couple of hours ago when I called him after I saw the movie. But uh, it's, it felt like some Emmy Pascal shit to me. Like, so, you know, kids would just be, he'd be texting like all the kids do. And we can have him use a Sony phone. I have a question. Is this a, when you say it's a Sony, it's a Amy Pascal thing, are you talking, are you saying that this is, is this is something that she puts into all of her movies? It's the kind of thing she, she puts into movies like this. The kind she puts. If you read her emails, like she's always trying to figure out what the hot, cool thing is that the kids do, they can put into Spider-Man pictures. Like, like that's how Spider-Man do parkour was a literal, actual email from her. Okay, but the but the thing is, the reason why I push back on you on that is because he's a kid. That's I know, what but it, it just felt do. hacky. I don't know why. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just felt hacky. It just did. <laughs> Like I've, I mean, I don't know if you've like I'm me around my 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 cousin, my my younger cousins, they can't get their heads out of their phones. They're always playing some game or 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 taking a picture every two seconds of what they're doing in their lives because it's really important for their friends online to know. <laughs> or they're live streaming or Snapchatting, dude. Like I don't think it's a if this is an Amy Pascal shit, then she she was. In the right, she she had the right idea. All right. That is how kids are. Okay, defend your white queen, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Let, me Let me hang up. If I press this button right here, is it? Is it... <laughs> oh, <laughs> for, I forgot to mention that MJ and Peter Parker kiss on the on London Bridge, like he had always planned a kiss on a bridge yeah. somewhere. Oh, actually, it was the Eiffel Tower was his plan because they were going to eventually go to Paris. They never get to Paris, unfortunately, but he did kiss on the London Bridge. At first, I like, 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 I love that scene because it was like, oh, it's so cute. Look at dude. He gives her the pendant, which has been broken and burnt up in all this, um, in all this action. And she's like, I like it. I like it broken. 
Because she's morbid. <laughs> yeah, she's like she's like little Wednesday <laughs> Adams. <laughs> Hipster, hipster Wednesday Adams. Woke, woke hipster at Wednesday Adams. That's Wednesday Adams. Um, And so the movie ends, and then we have the mid credit sequence, which where uh, all of a sudden um, on the news on the convenience screen in downtown. um, (laughs) I don't like it because it was, it was, it was a bit. It's this a little bit too hacky for me. where J. Jonah Jameson, running the Daily Bugle, of course, um, has reveals that um, Mysterio uh, sent in a tape, or well, I guess we, he said it to be auto-delivered after he dies, of um, Spider-Man that's been doctored. With a little thing at the beginning where he's talking about, you know, I don't know what's going on because Spider-Man's got all these drones. He's attacking people and he's going to kill me. He, he hurt me. But I'm doing this before as I'm, as I'm dying. And by the way, Spider-Man is, is, is really Peter Parker. Put Peter Parker's picture on it. <laughs> I know, right? Like it's, you had the time to put. Yeah, this, it's it's, put this. it's all it's a little bit too much. It's like it's like it, it's it's way too much information, way too quickly, way too in way too short of amount of time. It's it, no, 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 no. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's not because all he had to do is just get. Because remember, this is not just a. This is a team effort, right? Oh yeah, so his whole team or do, whatever. No, I'm saying for the movie's do, sake, it's too much information all at once. Especially with it coming as a mid-credit sequence. If you look at the other mid-credit sequences of the other Marvel movies, like they are, yeah, they're, they're a lot all, less dense than that was, and, and usually useless. This one actually makes me makes you know maybe walk on and be like, okay, so there's some real stakes going on for the next movie. But that, but also I like it when they're less dense because I don't want to have to worry about what the next movie is going to be because I don't know when the fuck the next movie is going to be. Be years from now. I like a little bit of a conclusion, just a little bit of a one with like a hint of what might happen next. They did conclude. You, you, everything that was supposed to happen in the movie happened, right? Peter wanted a vacation. Well, guess what? You got a vacation. Two, Peter wanted to kiss Mary Jane. Well, guess what? He, he kissed Mary Jane. Ned wanted a summer fling. Well, guess what? Ned got himself a summer fling, right? Right. <laughs> Right. Well, uh, what's his name? No, 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 no. I don't think you understand what I am saying. Okay. It's too much because it it just it felt clunky. It felt like they were good. They felt like um, a kitchen sink um, bagel or something. Like it was like so much shit happening all at once. When a third of that would have been perfectly fine. So, is it that? So when you say too much. Uh, should he take out the part where he says he knows who Peter, he knows who Spider-Man is? Or should he take out the part where he says Spider-Man's attacking me? Spider-Man's attacking me? Keep it. And do this. I know who Peter Parker is. Cut there. I know who Spider-Man is. I know Sp- yeah, I know who Spider-Man is. Cut there. Don't actually show that you know it's Peter Parker. I think that's the part that set me over the edge. Mm. Uh, I With, I with like the, the photograph Peter- of this child. Yes, because it's a team effort, Brandon. It, it felt, it was too much. Yes, but it's a team effort. All I don't you have care. to do is just <laughs> uploads because the recording is there. His, his, his teammates takes the recording. I know how they made it. it. Like, I get that. I'm just saying, right. for the purpose of, of this movie and telling the story and this plot, it was too much. It felt hacky. And you can, no explanation is going to make me not feel that as hacky because I'm not talking about the people in the movie who did it. Some people, the people who, I talk about the people who made the movie who did it. Well, um, 
You're allowed to feel that way. I'm allowed to feel that way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. We already talked about the post-credit sequence where the, um, the Nick Fury is on a vacation, supposedly half vacation, working vacation out in space somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. That one, I, 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 I liked it for the part where they're definitely okay. So sure that they're, they're scrolls. That's great. Um, I do not care about him waking up on the virtual reality beach, walking around <laughs> and saying, "Everybody, everybody, get back to work." I don't care about all that part. I was glad well, it was I virtual reality. I was like, "That is a green screen." When they first cut to him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all I need from that part was to show that it's not actually him, which explains why it felt weird, the dialogue throughout the movie. Right. So Wikipedia wants you to know that J.K. Simmons reprising his role as J. Jonah Jameson is the first time that a character in the MCU is played by the same actor who played the character in a non-MCU movie. Okay. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> Because J.K. Simmons plays J. Jonah Jameson in the, Spider-Man, in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, the uh, Tobey Mag- Toby Maguire ones. I'm sorry, the what doesn't exist. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you these are the only Spider-Man movies that exist. I don't recall. <laughs> oh, Peter Billingsley plays the scientist, the like the the um the the guy who was um Mysterio's guy in the chair. The guy from the first movie. Yeah, Peter Billingsley Who's is that? Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Yeah. Shut um, up! Wait a minute! Yeah. yeah, people were talking about that online. Ralphie? Yeah! <laughs> so I saw his name, I was like, really? Because <laughs> you know, okay, that is, because when I saw him, I thought, you know how you like, got, he kind of looks familiar, like he has yeah. a face I've seen before, but I didn't really think that like I knew him. I just thought maybe I saw him in passing and something else. Oh my gosh, Ralphie! I didn't know he's still alive. Look at God. <laughs> oh, he shot his eye out. I watched that man. Side note: that is literally my Christmas Eve tradition. I leave the TV on TBS and watch <laughs> Christmas Story for like twenty four hours. Yeah. When I was in Cleveland visiting John, I actually we actually went to the Christmas Story house. Oh yeah, I remember your photos. Yep. Well, too bad they don't film and like everything's filming a lot these days. So I won't get any more of those. Yeah. Houses turn into museums and stuff. It's generally just easier for studios to do that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they use real houses still every now and then. Yeah. Cause isn't the isn't the uh the Friday the thirteenth house, isn't it haunted or something? Where they just can't keep people in it. <laughs> Is it? I feel like or does somebody live in it? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't live there, but I'm just saying. From the first right. movie, I guess. With the red door, that one is that Friday the Thirteenth. Oh no! Don't they have a red door in the house? I could be making that up. Don't listen to me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about Friday the Thirteenth abortion. And I think the people in the Home Alone house are like, please stop coming. Oh, yeah, they definitely are. The Home Alone don't house. ring my doorbell no more, okay? The Home Alone like, mansion. Go away. That yes. house. Which one of my friends is like, first of all, I want to know what, what the hell Kevin McAllister did to treat his entire family to a vacation to Paris. And I was like, you know, 
We didn't think we didn't ask these questions. We Not were... just his kids, his brother's kids too. Right, right, exactly. Autumn. And y'all got all the way on the plane and realized your child went with you. Like how you because it's too many of them. <sighs> no, no. Negligence. Somebody called child protective service. <laughs> Who was the kid? One of the kids was counting the others, and they counted like the meddling kid from next door by accident. It was that I think it was that cousin. I don't think he was his brother. It was that cut, like the little, the tall, skinny dude. What right wasn't him? Yeah, I think that was the the uncle's son. I believe. Yeah. But then at the end, when they came home, she's like, "Give me a hug." I was like, "Man, I would have, I would have ran out the door, out the other door." Get away from me, lady. But she was so sorry. Oh, no, Kevin, I'm whatever. so sorry. Mm-mm. Right, but yeah, anything else about Spider-Man, you guys? Uh, No, go see it. It's a wonderful, it's a good time at the movies. It is. It even is though, even though Brandon talking about he felt like he was there all day. It was it, not that. It felt it was, long. Yeah. It did feel long. I don't know why it felt long, because it actually isn't that long, but it did feel long yeah. to me. Shazam I think long. you just went in because you just Shazam did feel long. You just used to Marvel movies being like three hours, so maybe you just like kind of felt like it was along those lines, right? Was it maybe? Yeah, Shazam was a long movie. Shazam was actually three minutes longer than this one. Hmm. And Shazam is now out on Blu-ray, so I got my Blu-ray. I was and I, I was telling Ali before we started Blu-rays. Dave have given up on making Blu-rays feel special anymore. <laughs> like, well, shoot, I saw a commercial just for like a freaking 8K TV, and I was like, my God, like, what is, <laughs> why do we need that? I guess so you can see football and see like the details, like the dirt on people's shoulders when you see the football game. Just go to the game. I don't want to go to the game. <laughs> no, I don't want to go to the game. I want to see every beat of sweat. From y'all, y'all are part of this capitalistic problem. <laughs> We're going to be the people from um, Wally in a little while. But I was saying, Blu-rays, like the menus are just all templates now. They don't do anything special with the menus. They are, they are functional, and that is it. And even functional, it takes forever for the menus to pop up. They're like, click, click, click. But the whole purpose, though, was just for like a more crisp and clearer view viewing, right? It, so it wasn't. Yeah, it was. But if, if you remember the first couple of Blu-rays, they had these amazing custom menus that flew out at you and stuff, and it was like they oh. very pretty layouts and stuff. Like it was like fancy. That's how they draw you in, mm-hmm. so you can spend all that money having to upgrade all your DVDs. I mean, I want to. I still do like try to upgrade. Like, the movies I really like, I do try to get Blu-rays. Like, not all together, but, like, every now and then, I try to upgrade a couple of them. I remember when I had to do that from VHS to DVD. I was so pissed. I was like, you mean to tell me I gotta buy all this shit all over again? But it was benefit. It was beneficial, though, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I bought, I bought the ones that I really like. I was like, okay, let me get Clueless. Let me get, what else? I can't remember what else. It was, I think Love Jones. Um, Love Jones DVD doesn't look good. Though. I hope they put it out on Blu-ray soon. I don't. I don't, know. I don't even have Blu-ray. I refuse to get Blu-ray. What? I remember we talked about this. <laughs> although, although I did read that, like 
DVDs can play in a Blu-ray player. Yeah, they can. But it, it can't be the other way around. Okay, okay, never mind. Okay. I don't think they sell DVD players anymore. I don't even... I mean, I don't... I just want to say, I don't even use mine. I can't remember the last time I used mine. So it's like... I'm trying to think the last... Let me open my drawer and see what the last... Oh, Black Panther. Duh, that was the last DVD I bought. Which is still in the plastic. I think I'm going to make this a collector's item. I'm not going to open it. I bought the 4K <laughs> um, set for Black Panther. Eventually, I will get a 4K player. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for listening. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else great podcasts can be found. You can find us uh, across all social media at ssmpodcast.com. And you can find more about our show at s all social media SSM Podcast, my bad, at SSM Podcast. And ssmpodcast.com is where you go to find more information about our show. This has been the Say Something Nice podcast. I am Brandon. This is Ali. And Latria. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Peace out. Home Alone is the second highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. You want to know what the that first? That man is evil. That man is evil. You know what the first um, Christmas movie, highest grossing Christmas film is? Ralphie. Mm-mm. No, actually, Christmas that actually was a flop. Um, really? Christmas story? Yeah, it was a flop. How did they get that TBS deal then? Because well, Ted Turner bought the rights to all the old MGM movies that were made before 1986, and he, you know, he oh, they'll okay. just pull them out and play them, and somehow it just caught on. Oh. That wasn't a deal. They own it. TNT owns it, so they can show it whatever they want to. Oh, okay. Uh, Christmas Vacation? No, it's the Grinch, the new Grinch from last year. Oh, I still haven't seen that. I saw that it's on Netflix. Yeah, that movie apparently made a whole bucket of money. The animated, the new animated mm-hmm. one? That's what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. I still prefer the, the live action one with Jim Carrey. I... Still, That's still my favorite one. I still prefer the 30 minute. Christine Barantz. Of Did you say the 30s? The, no, the 30 minute Chuck Jones were from 1966. Uh, of course you do, Brandon. Well, because uh, I don't need two hours of the Grinch. And also, I don't like the way that people look. It's Jim Carrey. I do. But they were who's. That's what who's look like. <laughs> and they got my favorite song. I have a blue Christmas without you. It gives me, you know, I tear up every time. Yeah. We'll Brandon, Brandon, this is how this is these are all who's look. Who's look? They look just like the drawings, though. They look just like the drawings. But they are <laughs> they aren't the drawings. Brandon, I, they, I just, drew them. But you gotta <laughs> give it up to their costuming and makeup department because they look exactly how Yeah, I was I was like, wow. Exactly. Looks like a who. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't like that movie that much. It's it's way too many weird Dutch angles and the photography. <laughs> they're doing all sorts of stuff. It just they were they were made that in movie. the sixties. We get no, it wasn't it. made in the sixties because it was good. Mm. Two things can be good, you know. Yeah, they can. How, how long? I wonder how. Um, what was I about to say? How long is the one that from last year? Is it still two hours too? It's animated. It's and why did they remake it? Like we don't need another one after Jim Carrey. He's perfectly fine. Apparently, they made 
Never mind. I need um it's 86. Didn't he do, didn't, wasn't he cat in the hat too at some point? No, Mike Myers is cat in the hat. Oh, okay. Now that movie everybody generally seems to hate. I don't think I've seen yeah, no, I haven't seen I've it. I've seen enough. I've seen the clips like for when it was on TV, but I haven't sat and watched it. Yeah, stuff. I like I I everything about I don't like about the Grinch is amplified in the cat in the hat. Oh my god! So basically, you don't like Doctor Seuss. Is what I like Doctor Seuss. I well, to some degree, he was not the world's best person. Um, but I mm-hmm. like the animated the adaptations of his stuff, like the hand drawn animated versions of it. I don't like yeah. the CGI new stuff. I don't like the live action stuff. I like. The, so you like Horton Hears a Who and all that? Yeah, Horton like Hears that? a Who, The Grinch, Horton Hatches the Egg, mm. um, Gerald McBoing Boing. Who? You, Jer- that sounds like a that sounds like a, a Ron Jeremy uh alias. No, Jeremy McBoing Boing. Um <laughs> it was not Ron Jeremy. Did, did you catch my joke, Ray? Stop, stop no, not- Latria. Wait, wait. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that- I, was, I was like, maybe he doesn't know who Ron Jeremy is. I, I, I had to I had to think for a second. <laughs> Jeremy McBoing Boing. So Go Jeremy McBoing Boing. Boing is a cartoon from 1950. Um, by a studio called UPA, um, United P- United Productions of America. They were the Pixar of the 1950s. They made all these very sort of kind of like influential, uh, stylized cartoons that with abstract animation, basically. Uh-huh. And Gerald McBoing Boing won the Oscar in 1950 for Best um, Animated Short. <laughs> And it sort of changed the way American animation was done for a very long time. Like every cartoon made after 1950 and before, I don't know, 1970 or so, looks like Gerald McBoing Boing in some sort of a way. Mm. Like take some of the ideas at least from if it's not exactly like it. Like Disney got really spooked out by these cartoons and started changing their entire style. That's why we got um, Sleeping Beauty and 101 Dalmatians from. I'll put the link in the chat, or I should put it into the Facebook. Um, thing so you can, um, it's on a six minute cartoon. Oh, I Dr. Seuss wrote it at, and it was originally released as a record rather than a book. Uh, I don't like this animation because it relies heavily upon sound effects. Basically, the premise is that this little boy named Jeremy Boing Boing does not speak words, he goes boing boing, instead, he makes sound effects for everything he wants to try to say. Mm-hmm. Ha, 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 the kids shouted. Your name is not Gerald McCoy. You're Gerald McBoing Boing, the noise-making boy. It's like that. Mm. Oh, the Lorax. I never watched those. Oh, yeah, and the Lorax. I, I don't like the animated. I realize the... now, yeah, that, Mike, that Michael Myers uh, cat in the hat looked creepy. I think that's why I didn't like it. Yeah, the Lorax is one I didn't like of the old version. Um, I haven't seen the new one. People don't seem to like it, but I bet the new one's actually better. The Lorax is kind of boring to me. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen the new one. I've seen Horton Hears the Who and then Jim Carrey. What about Horton Hatches the Egg, the one that um, the Looney Tunes people did? I didn't even hear that. Huh? I didn't even hear that until you just said it. Uh, because Dr. Seuss actually worked at um, Warner Brothers. Well, back then it was Leon's Lessinger Productions, the Warner Brothers Animation Studio. Because during World War II, you know, everybody was drafted. And mm-hmm. if you were like somebody who's like of, of certain, I guess, 
renowned, they found a place for you to do what you did regularly, but for the benefit of the U.S. military. So Dr. Seuss worked in a department at Warner Brothers where they made um, training films for the military and also did maps and like logos and insignia and such. He worked on a series of cartoons called uh, Private Snafu, which sort of kind of were like these two-minute cartoons that were designed to educate military men on the do's and don'ts of being a soldier. And while he was there, they made Horton Tatches the Egg based on his book. My egg, it's hatching. <laughs> 